Hello, hello. Well, hello. <laughs> My name is Jennifer. Welcome to Stories from the Earth. Um, I hope everyone is doing well today. Um, so today we have Alana House. Um, and um, before we bring her in, I'm going to do an intro of, yes. Oh, I have to find my intro. Yeah. Um, so, um, so this is why I'm doing these interviews. The practice of herbalism is as diverse and dynamic as each individual herb and each individual herbalist. There are many ways to be an herbalist and many ways to interact with the plant world. Each herbalist takes their path, their own path. This series explores the many ways to be an herbalist, who an herbalist is, as well as discussion on herbalism today and where herbalism might be going in the future. All right. So, um, yeah, let's. Hello. Hey. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Good. Um. So, um, yes, I love your, um, where you are in your space. Oh, thank you. The baskets and everything. And then you can see like your, um, your, your, your medicine that you've made. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, um, Alana has a, um, a herbal, business where she makes uh, herbal medicine. We're going to get into that in a minute. Um, it, the comment, sorry, the uh, links are in the comments and it's called Buck Naked Medicine. So, um, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, did you get any snow? No, we got no snow, like tiny, tiny flurries, but no, unfortunately. Did you? Yeah, we got like enough to sort of cover the grass a bit. Where are you? In I'm in I'm in uh, town, so I'm in okay. um, I'm in in Asheville um, proper. So usually we don't get a lot. Like we get, I think we get the least amount here. But I'm I was surprised. Of, I of, have friends in Madison County that have tons of snow. I'm a little bit jealous. Really. Yeah. Oh man. I know. I was hoping to wake up to the white. Not yet. Not well, it was a little white. It was a little white. Like, yeah. Well, I get off at like 12 a.m. So it was just really beautiful out and it was just, just started to sort of come down and um anyway. So but I think last year we didn't have any snow, so I'm just, I'm looking for my notes, but they're not written down. They're on the computer today. <laughs> I was like, where's my questions? All right. Anyway, so it's really weird. We don't actually have anybody joining us live right now, so it's throwing me off a bit. Usually we have a few people watching us uh, live, so it's just you and me. Um, all right. But if anyone joins us and you have any questions or comments, please leave them in the comment section, and I will um, we will we will answer them. All right. So we'll just jump right in. Okay. Ah. All right. Um, so 
what was your earliest experience with herbal medicine and did you grow up using herbal medicine in your in your family oh ah by myself uh-oh hold on technical difficulties I can, uh, we're gonna wait a second. Yep, okay. Uh, oops. Oh boy. Well, I'm glad no one's watching us live because we don't have to worry about messing up. Uh, yeah, she's. I, I just texted her, so. A security breach? Okay, uh, yeah. She's back. All right. Well. Hey, that's weird. That was weird. That was really weird. <laughs> it's there was some security breach and then kicked me out. I don't know. Oh, that's strange. I don't know. It's I never happened. I don't. This is, <laughs> okay. I have. I think I'm magnetic or something because technology does really weird things for me. I don't. I break phones a lot and not from dropping them, just from, just I don't know, having them. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe that's what would happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were, um, this is not on the topic of herbs, but, but there's this thing called Tarathon where it's like a 24 hour, like um, uh, tarot where like, each channel does like an hour of like a presentation and it's 24 hours and it sort of goes around the world because there's terrible people in Australia and England and everywhere else. And, and we like, it was last year, while in the middle of it, YouTube went down globally. Oh, no. <laughs> We're like, we broke YouTube. <laughs> Like it, it just like I don't remember YouTube ever doing like it. It's very rare, and we're just oh. like we just broke it. Like everybody, like that's kind of amazing with all those magic tarot. You know, there's so much yeah. energy tarot that it just yeah. Yeah, I mean, like it, it could have been. I mean, um, so it's this. It's this. Everybody, it's great. Um, uh. Like I can totally like if you're if you're interested I can I can totally send you the link to that and they they um um they have the old ones up um so you can just watch them and cool. uh, but yeah I some people say up 24 hours but I <laughs> I can't do it but it's but it's but it's great it's just like 
such a coordinated event. Um, and I think this, gosh, this coming year will be like the fourth year. I forget when they do it. All right, so we'll go back. We'll, we'll try not to break anything else. <laughs> Put my magnetism to the side. Just, just yes, a little bit. But I mean, I'm, I'm hope, I'm hoping that there wasn't, you know, yeah, those things are seem, they can be like scary, sad feeling. You know, it's like ah, security, no. I've had like weird naked people break into Zoom meetings before. Yeah. Yeah, there's so many people who do weird like bombings. I guess like I, I didn't know you could do that. Like, I've had on YouTube, I've had people um, bomb me there. If you don't have mods, um, moderators, they'll just 40, 50 people show up and just start like commenting at crazy shit that you, that you can't go do. So. Um, but um, we we have no mods in here now, but it's okay. They they leave me alone now. But um, I did. Wow. Okay. Something something to be watching out for in Zoom. As far as I know, Stream Streamyard hasn't. I haven't heard of anything like that. So, um, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, I guess it's. I don't know. Makes everyone giggle. Yeah. Hmm. Um. All right. <laughs> I guess I guess we should start questions. Uh, okay. So um, these are I, not in the order that I sent you to because I I didn't order them. So um, but so what was your earliest memory with uh, in with herbal medicine? Um, and did you grow up using herbal medicine in your in your in your family? Yeah, we used some, um, nothing too major. I went to a Waldorf preschool, and so we would make little potions and concoctions there. So I think that is probably my earliest memory of making medicine was in preschool. So I guess I was four or five, four or five. So, um, <clears throat> Do you remember anything what you what you made anything specific or no we made a salve and i know it had plantain and probably calendula in it i know it had plantain because i remember picking them i've always loved picking them because those little strings <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're fun there's mm -hmm. a sort of pull mm -hmm. yeah <clears throat> and the flowers you can like fold it over and shoot it Right. <laughs> um, that's awesome. I I gotta say my like earliest, um, like we we did tinctures. So like I grew up with um you know like the echinacea tincture or anything. But like um I didn't like do anything myself until I was like twenty eight or something. So that's so cool that you got to do it. You know that that early and sort of had that experience. Mm -hmm. um, Heather joined us. Hi, Heather. That's my friend, Heather. Um, <laughs> you missed the technical difficulties, hopefully. So we're, we're good now. Um, well, uh, cool. Oh. All right. Um, so 
you said you grew up in Hawaii, mm-hmm. um, which is which is really cool. Um, I've I've never been, um, but um, my husband's parents are getting to go for work, so I think that's cool. But um, we're like, oh, we want to go, but we'll have to wait. Um, so um, tell us about growing up in Hawaii and and just like how how would you describe living Hawaii to someone who's who's never been there? Just a little like Hawaii background, I, I guess. Like we we're familiar with it, but like probably just in a very oh yeah, it's there <laughs> on the map. Uh huh. Bottom. <laughs> you know, movies always portray it as maybe something that it's not fully. It's beautiful. Um, growing up there was beautiful. It was. I'm really lucky. The ocean was always a touchstone for me. Um, I actually had a really like messed up childhood, kind of like we were homeless for a little while, and oh, wow. it wasn't like. It wasn't great, but um, it's beautiful. Um, Someone who's going to go there, I would say it's really slow paced. So I think people have a hard time when they move there from somewhere more fast paced, like actually exhaling and um, falling into the pace. People are just, they move slower and things don't happen as quickly and um it's really expensive (laughs) so that's something to know um the cost of living is just like insane like really crappy houses sell for a million dollars so so, worse than it is here (laughs) oh way worse yeah um it yeah i mean it's gotten a lot more developed over the years so that like picturesque hawaii um, picture is probably not accurate as to how it is now. I'm sure there are certain islands that haven't been developed in the same way. I'm from Maui and, um, yeah, I mean, it's beautiful there. The land is just so rich and potent and medicinal and the ocean is beautiful and, um, and like anywhere humans are, you know, taking their toll on it yeah yeah um heather says it's a dreamy vacation spot yeah we all have that palm tree like Mm -hmm. postcard idea um that was one of the reasons why i was asking um but i I, yeah Hmm? it is beautiful (laughs) so we haven't i mean i do wish that us humans would would tread a little little lighter so that we can have those beautiful spaces mm-hmm. um and i i um i remember like when so like somebody who like was living in my family's from new york and it's definitely faster paced up there um so i'm gonna say so for example if someone moved from new york there they they may have a <laughs> or like yeah. here like I have, i've had relatives visit here and um, one of my, they, one of the scriptures was, it's quaint. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. It kind of has that like Southern, like slowness, the same, it's a pace thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I like that right now. I'm like, yeah, I think 
I would like to go slower. Mm -hmm. so, um, I think we could all use that, but well. Um, and then Heather said you persevered. <laughs> Talking about your 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 childhood. Yeah. 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 Lots of therapy. <laughs> yes. Yes. Therapy is good. Uh huh. Um, I have also benefited from lots of therapy. <laughs> I'm a big therapy advocate. I I love it, and I love my therapist. <laughs> yeah, it took it took me a while to find. I've had several through the years, and it took me a while to find one that really um, we, we clicked together. But I, I, yeah, she was instrumental and a big part of helping me um, with some big health health issues that I was having that were like mind and body that are mm -hmm. mind and body. So like you They're need that mind, right? <laughs> right, they always are. <laughs> Um, Heather says, my dream is to have, is lots of therapy Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it can be expensive. So, so there's, that's a whole other topic, um, about like access to, to good mental health care. So, um, as well yeah. as, good, yeah, yeah. Heather, I wish you lots of good, good therapy. Um, Reach for the stars. <laughs> oh. um, okay, so um, going back to Hawaii, what, because it's, what, are there any plants, like medicinal plants that grow there? that are not found, say, here um, in, on, um, what do we call it, the upper 48? Mainland. Lower, <laughs> mainland, on the mainland. Um, that there are. There are different versions of things, too, that are there. I actually called my best friend and um, who still lives on Maui, and she does a lot of, you know, plant walks and loves plant medicine also. And we talked about it because I was like trying to rack my brain and I knew there was a couple, but I couldn't think of too many. Um, the silver sword is one that I believe only grows on Maui. I think they've maybe found some on other islands, but they're generally just on Maui and they're a really protected plant. Like it's illegal to touch them, but they are medicinal. Um, Mamaki is a Hawaiian wood nettle. Um, it doesn't have the sting of um, the, nettle. the nettles here, but it has the same medicinal properties. Um, one of my favorites is the painted eucalyptus. And I know that that grows in other places, I think Australia and stuff, but it grows a lot there and it is so beautiful. The bark just, it it's unbelievable. You have to see it to appreciate I'll have, to, I'll have to look it up. <laughs> yeah. um, tea leaf is a leaf that they use as food and medicine. They'll use it to break fevers. Um, and it's what they wrap. Um, well, they make lays out of it and okay. they use it for making lao lao and which is a type of food. Um, kukui nuts are something that grow there and they they'll make you poop. <laughs> um, they're called the one, two, three nut. And that's not, a bad, 
two, you gotta go, three, you really gotta go. Not bad. Um, and then there's a tree called Kiave, and it is a Hawaiian mesquite. Um, and so the pods are edible. Um, it's like a food medicine kind of, just the same way that mesquite is. Um, noni grows there. Um, that's medicinal. I think that grows other places too. So other than the silver sword, I don't know that there's any that just grows in Hawaii. I think the mamaki that wood nettle is just a Hawaiian version. But I think most of those are not very common where we are. I don't mm -hmm. think they're, you know, like I've, the only one I've heard of is the kukui nut. Kukui. Kukui. Mm -hmm. The only one I've like heard of by, by name. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, it's always not, it's always cool to hear about like other, other plants in other places. And, mm -hmm. um, so, um, <clears throat> I wish I had like, I can, um, rep I can show the pictures, but I don't have mm -hmm. them up. Like if I was more prepared, I'd be like, you know, <laughs> then, then we can show everyone. What, oh, ah. So Heather put up a link to um, the rainbow. Painted eucalyptus. Yeah. So pretty. It's not gonna help any anyone, but I mean, can copy and paste that. <laughs> um, so thank you, Heather, yes. I don't think I can, I was seeing if I can go to like, Yeah, no. I was trying to see if I can go to the link from my page, but anyway, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Technology stuff is just, ooh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm prepared. <laughs> mm. um, all right. So everyone watch those back and look them up on the, the YouTube. No, you just click on that. No, it wouldn't let me, Heather. It's a show, so it doesn't give me the... The um, like the option. It's really weird. Oh man, it's okay. Um, I think that my best friend must be watching because she just texted <gasps> me. Kukui nuts were also used to keep time. Um, they have an oil. I don't know if she she's texting more right now. They have an oil in them that is. It burns, so I think maybe that's how they kept time with it. Oh, like a candle almost, like a. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a candle nut, so you can use it to you can burn them and. Oh wow! Yeah, like that's amazing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, hello, hello. She's watching. <laughs> Hi, thank, thank you for joining us. <laughs> oh yeah, Heather. Other anyone can watch and can can click on the link. You're right. Yes. I just can't do it because, you know, I'm hosting. So, yeah. <laughs> she said they would put four nuts on a palm frond vein and burn them each. One burns about five minutes. So you could say, I'll be back in five nuts. <laughs> 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 that's hilarious. Oh, that's great. That's mm -hmm. great. I mean, um, I guess a analogous but not quite is like people making like torches with mullen socks mm -hmm. where i've never done it myself i've been wanting to sort of do it or like make a 
dip the whole thing in sort of wax and make a big candle. Um, but anyway, yeah. So uh, <laughs> that's that's really cool. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Thank you for thank you. <laughs> thank you for sharing. <laughs> um, I guess you would need like a lot of nuts for it to last longer. Yeah, they're pretty readily available. So you just like <laughs> collect lots of them. Oh. Um so um what was your herbal education? like and um why did you feel like pulled to study um herbs um, um i felt pulled to study herbs i feel like it's just like the deepest connection it's like ancient and there's this wisdom in it that is connecting i i think i needed something to root into um, also becoming a mother is when I really dove deep into it because baby stuff is just so full of toxins and crap and mm. I just to poison my baby. <laughs> um, and I've mostly done self-study. I mean, I'm just a total nerd for books. I just will dive super, super deep. Um, I've done study through chestnut school and um, my friend Asia a little bit and just lots of online classes. I haven't done like any formal in-depth like clinical herbalism program or anything, but in the, this country, it doesn't really matter. You don't have to have yeah. like the, the degree isn't actually a degree. So <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. my formal education is in health and wellness promotion. Um, and that's a bachelor's through the University of North Carolina. So, yeah, it sounds very similar to my education. Um, you know, just sort of fits here and fits there. And um, so, um, I can't get enough. There's so much information. I just take it in, however, however I can get my hands on it. Yeah, yeah, me too. I was just like, I, um, it's really funny because I'm, I, I'm working in a, you know, my, my day job has nothing to do with herbs, but yeah, you know, like, um, uh, it, it does come up like with my coworkers and then I'm like just chiming in and, um, and it's sort of like, I guess I'm trying to say like, it's sort of like, it doesn't, even if you're not like actively using it, it's like, it just, oh man, word. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so, so it just, it just always comes up. People ask you questions and you're like, somehow they figure out that you know something about herbs and then they ask you questions and you're like, I don't know, I gotta look that up. And then, um, so it just, it just. Um, it's an infinite wormhole. Yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, 
So Heller put up a little um, description of what the cuckoo, oh my gosh. Kukui. Kukui nut as uh, a symbol of enlightenment, protection, guidance, and peace. It's spiritual powers are still believed to flow through Hawaiian culture and its ceremonies. So um, it sounds awesome. I love a burnable nut. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a little bit of a pyro at um, <clears throat> just the fact that I was considering burning a whole like sock of mullein. So, um, so thank you, Heather, for putting that up. <laughs> um, but yeah, in this country, you sort of, you know, you there. I, I mean, I wish, uh, I wish yes, and I wish no. I wish that we could have a more of a formal like degree, and we could go to school for it, and we could like actually um, have careers a little more easily in herbs. Um, I, you know, um, that there was like a path to uh, practice herbalism in a more official capacity um but also like i like the fact that we're sort of like not regulated as much so like you yeah know, and we're sort of self-regulated among the herbalists and um so there's a little more freedom but um so but i i i feel um you know if, if i could just have gone to like college and like studied herbalism as soon as i knew that i was interested in and you know, been able to have like a, um, you know, like maybe like a practice. Maybe had been able to study clinical herbalism in college and gotten those nice student loans for it and all that stuff. Like mm -hmm. I, I didn't know I'd been like really great, <laughs> but um, uh, so that that is a whole like another topic about like um, sort of uh, careers in herbalism and and oh my gosh, my brain. Y'all, ADD, I'm sorry. It's a good brain. I, I like lose <laughs> my train of thought like in the middle and it's not, sometimes it's it's worse. So um, yeah, <laughs> I'll pick it back up, I swear. I had a point. Um, I, I agree with what you're saying though. It's like, it would be nice to have actual formal like acknowledged education that you could like go to college for but it would be way more regulated, um, which, which sucks. Um, yeah, it's, I, I kind of wish I could just go to college and do that health and wellness promotion degree was really helpful in just kind of navigating wellness as a whole. Um, if I had unlimited time and resources, I'd probably be either a naturopathic doctor or an osteopathic doctor, but those schoolings aren't available here um, in Western North Carolina and we have kids and I'm just rooted and I can't, you know, I can't yeah. move to do that right now, maybe in the future. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Never know. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at um, going to back to college for graphic design. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, and um, so I didn't, I didn't think that was going to happen. Um, I still, it's going to be very slow. It's, um, you know, I'm, I'm working full time and I have a chronic illness. So, um, you know, it's like one class at a time. And so I, 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 I feel similar to, to how you feel. It's just, you know, sort of, but yeah, surprisingly, you just don't know what's going to happen. And um, so, yes, maybe, 
and all the online stuff. So it might, yeah. it might be a little more easier, even if, even that you know, um, or there might be something you could do online, even with with kids and everything else. So mm -hmm. yeah, um, my youngest is four and a half, so I feel like when he's a little older, I'll be able to yeah. <laughs> have a little more like running around. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, what I think ne next year starts kindergarten. So he's in a Waldorf kindergarten okay. program. We do kindergarten for two years. So he's, but it's half a day. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Went to full time, full time school. Yeah. 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 So Heather asked, was herbalism what brought you to Asheville? No, my grandma brought me here. Um, I have a teenaged brother who um, I adopted and he actually just moved out on Friday. <laughs> He's oh. I know. Um, but he was born and my grandma adopted him and I moved here to help with him and and get away from the expensiveness of Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. And um <clears throat> Did you did you know that like you were coming? Were you already interested in herbs before you came here, or was that something that developed more um, fully here? I was interested for sure, but it definitely developed more here. I I knew the plants when I was there, but I wasn't. I was kind of a wild girl, so I wasn't really <laughs> doing much of things that were natural. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I've been here for 17 years though. So that was, you know, I'm uh, 30, I'm almost, I'm in between 35 and 40. I can't remember if I'm 36 or 37. <laughs> so. I, it gets, I get a little lost too. Like, I'm like, what? I'm like, oh yeah, I'm 43, got it. Okay, check. like in the middle, you know, you, you remember those big ones, like mm -hmm. 40, I definitely remember because I went through a lot. That's when I had like, like a health, my big like health crisis. So I was like, okay, 40 is a big one for me. And then, you know, but I mean, it's, yeah. Then it's sort of all like, so. It's a blur. I think yeah. when I was 30, I thought I was turning 31 and then I've been confused ever since. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I picked the lower one, no, just kidding. Or the higher one, if you're like, I want to be older today. Uh, <laughs> it, it, time and ageism, it doesn't seem really all that real to me. So it, it doesn't. It's like when you get to pass a certain age, it sort of just sort of was all sort of um, I, I'd say it maybe it doesn't have it has less meaning, but it, it feels sort of like a less meaning like it it I feels fluid to me it, yeah it's sort of random yeah it's just it's just like oh it's like it's like you get up to a level and you're like oh ever and you see everyone up here like on this <laughs> you know like when you get past you're like what are you, 20 you know whatever and and it's like you break through some some clouds you're like oh, okay cool I don't, I don't know. I don't know how, how, how to describe that feeling, but, um, you know, I mean, I definitely don't, don't feel 43. So, you know, 43 either. 
Thank you. But uh, I wish I could take credit for that one. But uh, jeans. Other jeans, you know, lousy <laughs> digestion. Well, sensitive digestion, but good, 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 good genes on that. Yeah. Um, and, and, um, I don't know, everyone's life experience is so different. So like, you know, society assigns meanings to these ages, but I think at some point it just is very individual. Like, you know, like I can connect with someone a lot younger than me and someone a lot older than me just on our experiences. Mm -hmm. I think that that is, and that's what I would want for myself as well with connecting with someone like. So. Raising teenagers has made me realize that I'm really old <laughs> 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 and not cool. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh. I think you're cool. <laughs> I'm not a teenager, so you know. I don't count. I don't really care about being cool, so it's all right. <laughs> like, one of these days you'll realize that I am cool. <laughs> um Heather says, awesome. I forget what she was saying awesome too a while ago. <laughs> Um, there was another question that I was gonna. Oh yeah. Well, um. So. So what? Um, what inspires your herbalism, and what? inspires you like about herbalism like why do you I guess get excited to do herbalism be involved in it um like that yeah that's a good question I actually have been kind of ruminating on that for the last couple days um I mean the obvious and easy answer is the plants you know yeah. it's probably there's probably not an herbalist out there that would not say that. Um, and I think for me, it was really that like sense of home and knowing like if you go somewhere and you recognize the plants, it's a place that feels familiar and comfortable and homey. Um, there's just like that ancient wisdom that comes from plants. It's like sometimes you meet a plant and you're like, I know that you're medicinal. I know that you do something and then you fall down that wormhole of information and it never ends. I mean, the, the information for me is a big part of it. I really love to learn. I really love to study and um, you know a plant forever and then learn something new that it does. And yeah. I just, I found that fascinating. Um, reciprocity is something that's really important to me in my herbal practice and um, I feel like it's a really good way for me to check in with myself and my reasoning for things. And so that's a really important inspiration to my herbalism is making sure that the way that I'm tending to the land is reciprocal and regenerative and that I'm not taking too much. Um, 
um, I really love the seasons and tuning into that and watching plants change through the seasons and watching their whole life cycle. Um, it's really inspiring to me too. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. the short answer is the plants. The plants. <laughs> but all those other reasons are, you know, um, as to like what you said about more about the plants, like learning and connecting and stuff like that. And I, and I think that's, that is really like, could be considered like the plants are the heart of the herbalism because we're mm -hmm. doing the plant, we're studying the plants, we're using the plants, we're, you know, um, learning about them, observing them. Um, you know, that's, that's the whole, the whole thing that, that can, that connection. Mm -hmm. um, and um, yeah, that's, <clears throat> I mean, that's, I think that's, I mean, <clears throat> I, I would definitely um, agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that's what I like that too, about herbalism as well. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take too much credit for their work and don't give enough credit to the plants. <laughs> like I made this medicine and really you just kind of facilitated the creation of the medicine because the plants made the medicine. Yeah, I just, I just, I just put it in like, uh, you know, some alcohol for six weeks. But I didn't do nothing. Mm -hmm. I, you know, and I, and I said, I just know what. It, and then I also know, like, okay, you've got this cold or whatever. You take this, and I mean, so you just, you're just like connecting up, like I guess the people mm -hmm. with the plants or something, and. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, yeah. For the plants. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm a yentl for the plants. A yentl. That's that's right. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. I've never I've never thought of it like that. Right. Exactly. A matchmaker. Yeah. yeah. I really just match up the people, and you know, it's like, oh, I found you a match. Is <laughs> anyone's ever seen um, Fiddler on the Roof? You'll know what we mean. <laughs> Matchmaker, matchmaker. Make me a me match. A match. <laughs> find me a find. Catch me a catch. Make me a perfect match. I feel like I need to let my kids see that movie. Hmm? I need my kids to see that movie. I think they would understand me better. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've Yes, definitely. Maybe too late for the teenagers. Oh yeah. But maybe not for your four-year-old. Gotta get him young. <laughs> if I was a rich man. Okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> we've had a similar upbringing. I see in the. Uh, Fiddler <laughs> on the roof. Um, there was one done in all Yiddish, which I didn't, I didn't see, but I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, they did it all in instead of the English, but um, hopefully that had subtitles. But uh, my my uh, that was one thing from my childhood that like I kind of wish got carried over. So my grandparents spoke broken Yiddish and I kind of wow. wish that 
some of that had been like, at least maybe I could speak broken Yiddish and so no more than a few words. Very fun words, but just a few, <laughs> you know. Anyway. I bet you could find a book that would uh, teach you that. I bet you could find oh, a book that would teach you that. <laughs> definitely. I, I definitely could. Add things to learn. Uh, there's a few. It's 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 very short. <clears throat> it's very short, as I'm sure your yours is as well. But yeah, yeah. It's like I think I think like I think like once you get out of school, officially, it seems like then you go back into school as an adult, even if you're not like in formal school. Because there's things that you're like, I want to learn. So you're always like, then you just pick up these things on your own. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I find myself doing that. My husband does that. We're just like, um, yeah. Some people don't want to learn. Some people are just hungry for knowledge and some people are just content not learning. I've gone to people's houses and they don't have books. And I'm like, really? Yeah. I mean, I mean, okay, so you can see the stack there. You do. <laughs> stack, and then that's a bookcase. And then there's, well, there's a few, more, there's more here. And there's, yeah, I, I have mean, everywhere too. I love them. We, we did desperately need more bookcases to put them in there, just every, everywhere. And yeah, you know, and I'll get a book on Audible and then I'll, because I have a lot of time at work where I'm listening doing a job where like, I'm just, <clears throat> we can listen to stuff, um, books and podcasts and all kinds of stuff. So it's like eight hours. And then I find myself buying that book in like paperback as well. Cause I'm just like, I want to hold it. So, um, but we're going to get, oh, maybe that's a good segue to books. Um, yeah. Um, do you, did you, do you have some books? That you I don't have any right next to me, but I have, you have I, the, I wrote a couple down. That is a hard question for me. It's like asking someone who loves flowers what their favorite flower is. It is, which I didn't ask you. Um, <laughs> I have asked that question. Hello, Witch of the Meadow. Welcome. Um, oh, uh, Heather has a question before we get into books. Um, uh, does Alana um, grow lots of her own herbs, or do you do, or you do you do wild crafting? Um, I grow. I have. We have a really big garden. I grow a lot of my own herbs. I'd really love to grow everything that I use. Um, I do some wild crafting. I try to be really mindful of it because um, herbalism has become so popular that I see that things are being really over harvested. Um, and so, yeah, I do some wild crafting, mindful wild crafting, but I have a really big garden and I grow a lot of herbs. Gardening is one of my like biggest self-care things. Sweet. Mm -hmm. Heather has, Heather, that's a question close to Heather's heart because she has a humongous garden as well. And, um, so, and I'm always like, oh, I, she's unfortunately like four hours away. I'm like, oh, I wish I had time to just jump in there and just spend a day to sort of with her. I don't, I have a, I have a balcony. I have like three pots. Um, <laughs> so yeah, 
yeah. Um, but um, uh, yeah, thank you, Heather. Good, good question. Good question. Um, oh, Heather says I've seen a few pictures on your Instagram, lovely garden. So she's. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's always a work in progress. It's. I don't know what my end goal is, but <laughs> it's going to be epic. Nice. That that doesn't sound. That sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. We just put um, a lot of um, fruit and medicine trees in this fall. I'm really excited ooh. about that. What like, kind of? Oh my gosh, so many things. We did, um, a few kinds of mulberries, some hickory trees, peaches or pear. No, plums. Yeah, pears. Um, hawthorn. Um, cramp bark. I already had one cramp bark, but I put another one in. Rose bushes. Oh my gosh, like 25 things. It, wow. All of our money, of our money went to plants for COVID. <laughs> that's so epic. Well, you know, um, like I was ta talking to you about like before we came on, one day maybe we'll get to, I'll get to bring the camera and we'll come out and we'll get to see your garden and we'll get to show yeah, uh, Heather asked slippery elm question mark. No, I want to plant slippery elm though. I just don't know how it would grow. I don't. I don't know that plant. That's one that I buy. <laughs> right. I yeah. Is that a tree or a shrub or? It's um, on the list. I. You know what? I really don't know. I, I'm. I think it's a. In my head, it's kind of a short tree. Yeah, that's kind of how I imagine it too. Um, I've never seen it like in the in the wild. Fresh, because it's probably like all slimy and mucilaginous. My favorite. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite word too, mucilage. <laughs> that's probably because I'm I'm I need I need lots of it, so it's my favorite. But um, uh, um, I think Heather says, I wish I had more space. I don't either, but I believe it's a tree. Okay. So maybe one for later to-, to I'm gonna look it up. Um, <laughs> so we we're really lucky that lots of plants grow here. So yeah. um, very, very fortunate. The, um, you know, um, the Southern Appalachians are very biodiverse. But mm -hmm. not familiar with the area and um so lots of lots of things grow here um and um and also we are very fortunate because when the glaciers and the ice age came down they stopped above us so um all the plants and stuff that were here before the glaciers were still here because we didn't have that glacier sheet come down and you know i guess kill all the whatever was there hmm. you know, Way back, way back when. Is that before the mountains settled, or I don't know. I don't. I don't remember. I. I was. I. <laughs> I, I learned that tidbit in in herb school. Um, I went to uh, Botanologos. Um, it's in uh, Clayton, Georgia, with Miss um, Patricia, um, Howell. Howell. If you haven't heard of, she wrote this book here. Oh, cool. I'm going to um, that down. Yes. <laughs> medicinal. medicinal plants of the Southern Appalachians. 
Um, anyway, she's she is awesome. Another so book. Yes, yes, yes. These are only plants that, like, I think were originally here, and they're not like stuff that the Europeans brought in. Um, so like, you're like, well, why isn't chickweed in here? Because it's not, it's not a, it's not native. Ha <laughs> Um, but yeah. Cool. Um, this is a great teacher. Um, and of course, like a lot of herb schools that it's moved to an online version right now. But, um, so, um, Heather says, oh, she's getting another pawpaw from a friend. Now I have three working on my own pawpaw patch. Awesome, Heather. We did put some pawpaws in too. I think we've got uh, somewhere between three and six. I don't, I don't remember exactly. I, I haven't yet had a chance to eat one. So um, no, cause you know, like they don't sell them in the grocery store cause it's not very um, practical cause it, mm -hmm. it, it's soft real fast. So um, that's- You can't pick them when they're not ripe. You have to harvest them when they're ripe. I don't think they ripen on their own. Yeah, I've heard from like, um, uh, oh, okay. Yeah, so it's just, it's like very impractical. It's like, why don't, why don't we sell it? Why isn't it in the stores? I think it's very impractical. Yeah, it would like, you'd pick it ripe and then you'd take it to the store and by the time it got to the store, it would probably be too ripe. Yeah, yeah, so I haven't had one. So maybe they're really good. They're like a mango banana. That's what I've heard. And I'm like, how do you see mango and a banana happen? You know, just gonna smush a mango and banana together or something. They're, they're very mangoey, but like more creamy, like a banana. Nice. Yeah. I'll have to I'll have to have some pawpaws. I really like the seeds. They're like these perfectly smooth black, like they're just I just like to touch them and like have them in my mouth. They're really satisfying. Are they are they very seedy? In the no, no. I mean, it depends on how big it is. Like the the bigger it is, the more seeds are in there. But it just sort of has. Have you ever had um a uh, loquat? No. Okay. It has a similar seed where it's okay. like really slippery and shiny and like comes off of it pretty easily really? the membrane around it that they're really cool cool well when i come over i'll have to uh have to um i'll have to do some pawpaws if 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 it's pawpaws i think it's like late september early october is when they're ripe and ours aren't fruiting yet they i think they take a while um, yeah they do yeah there's that edible garden um, downtown, like off of Martin Luther King. Uh, you can find them in there. Oh, cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I guess the next, next year. Mm -hmm. we'll see. Um, hi Kay. Hello. Hello. Good to, good to see you. Thank you for joining us. Um, oh, Kay is home because of the snowstorms. Nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So um, books, yes. So I know that there's a ton, but, um, and then if I, I mean, if I have any of the books, I can show them, uh, but um, we can just type the name in the. Uh, so 
I want I, this kind of like goes with like the question of advice for anyone wanting to start learning about herbs. Yeah. Um, some of the books that I chose would be really good beginner books. That's my advice for someone wanting to learn about herbs is to get some books and start reading about it and go down the wormholes and see where it takes you. And then, you know, then start schooling after that. Um, Susan Weed, I mean, anything by Susan Weed, I think yeah. is good for beginning the way she lays out. Herbalism um, is really, really easy to digest. Um, yeah. She's, she's <laughs> had some bad, a bad reputation for some of her, um, the way she acts out when she's upset, but uh, she's she a is very, <laughs> she's, she's an a, bit, a bit intense and a bit, a bit, yes. I um, met her at the Women's Herb Conference here and she was really nice to me and really liked me, but she was kind of really mean to the friend that I was with for some reason. I don't know what it was, but she was kind of a bitch and it was a little intense, um, but she was nice to me, so. <laughs> um, but healing wise, I think is her like um, really basic, good. Yeah. Um, Rosemary Gladstar is another, I mean, all of her books are amazing. Medicinal herbs is kind of her basic book also. Um, and she shares a lot of recipes in it and um, it's not, it's also easy to digest. Um, yeah. There's a few that I've been kind of, um, I tend to read like 20 books at a time. So lately I've been reading um, Invasive Plant Medicine by Timothy Scott. Um, well, just um, I'm going to, um, we're going to get, let's, let's go through them a little slower. So, okay. Get everyone to, so this is, this is um, this is an older version. This is uh, herbal healing for women. This is really good. This is the the newer version. This is what the cover looks like. Um, I had to get a new one because this one is um, um, <clears throat> yep. Well, well, um, so that is uh, some. Let's see. So that's Rosemary Gladstar. Anything by her. Yeah. Um, and really anything by Susan Weed. It, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, reference, I reference them um, over and over. I'm constantly looking at their their books. Um, yes. And um, we have an herbal book club on my channel. Um, so one second. Um, and so if you're interested in like, in like healing wise and like what that book entails, um, we, we went through that book together. So, cool. um, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna share a link, a link to that. Right now we're doing a different book, but, um, you can, you, it's all on the same, um, uh same play playlist so um but yeah you know if you if you just um yeah before you pick it up but um so it's it's very accessible um anyway okay so you were mentioning 
Um, I've been reading, I read like 20 books at a time, usually the ADD thing. Um, but some of the ones that, I mean, anything by Matthew Wood, anything by David Winston, anything by Stephen Buhner, I'm really into, um, I just really like respect their herbal knowledge and the way that they write. Um, their herbal rep, is it Earthwise Herbal Repertory by Matthew Wood? I reference that book a lot. Um, he talks about like energetics of plants and um, it's just really comprehensive. It's kind of, it would probably be confusing to someone that doesn't know about plants, but it's really good. Um, I'm reading David Winston's Adaptogens book right now. I think it's co-authored with someone else, but I don't remember who it yeah, is. Here it is right here. Is it? Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. We were, we were reading this one for school. Um, I, it's very, um, it is incredibly scientific. Mm -hmm. so you want to know. Science. So mm -hmm. I like science. I'm it kind is, of like a sciencey or nerd. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like if you um, want to know all about how adaptogens like work in the body. Yeah. Here we go. This is the mm -hmm. third movie. It's, it's, it looks small, but it's, it's a good, it's a good one. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Aviva Ram, I also, she's a naturopathic doctor and she's done a lot of really good writing for like specifically women's healing stuff. Um, um, had, um, Aviva Ram, A-V-I-V-A-R-O-M-M. -M. Um, Okay. I don't actually have any of her books, like a tangible book, I don't think, but I okay. reference her a lot online. A-V-I-V-A? Yeah, I think you spelled it right. Okay, okay. So she's... Um, okay. She's a naturopathic doctor and herbalist and um, has done a lot of midwifery work and yeah she's i like her writing as well um i'm reading a book called herbs for pets right now which um i really i'm liking it i i kind of want to delve more into the pet realm um we have chickens and guinea pigs and dogs and cats and or dog and cats and i really want goats um so yeah yeah um that, I mean, I don't think that's something that like, like a lot, a lot, um, yeah, that's definitely another subject that like needs like more discussion, I feel like. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. Um, herbal like dental care, I can't remember the name of the book that I have on that. Um, but that's another avenue that I'm really interested in because dentists are, I don't know, it feels, it feels weird. Dental work. It's so expensive. It's kind of, I don't know. <laughs> it's hard. It's not accessible. Most people's insurance doesn't cover it. And yeah, um, for a long yeah. time paying out of pocket and I would just like save up to, to, you know, try to go. And I've had long gaps in my like dental, Mm -hmm. I so then I get like, yeah, 
Yeah, and yeah. I, I'm, I know I'm fascinated by like, you know, the idea of making your own toothpaste and all that stuff. So like, I think mm -hmm. that that'd be that'd be definitely cool. Um, we're gonna go to chat. I want to say hi to uh, Smoky Fantastic. Bobby's joined us and Roman Biscotti. Hello, thank you for joining us. I think Kay has a question. When you say you are reading these books, are you reading them cover to cover, or are you reading them as reference books? All. Oh. <laughs> I yeah, I eventually make it cover to cover, but I bounce between books. Um, I have like a main book that I'm reading. It's uh, it's by my favorite author. She's not well. She references herbs in it. Her name's Sylvia Lindstedt, and I'm reading her book called Tatterdemalion right now. It's sort of like this uh, futuristic, apocalyptic, but really beautifully written. I Everything she writes, I just can't get enough of. Um, so that's like what I'm reading mostly, but then sometimes I'll just like have to read a chapter of a book and I eventually make it cover to cover, but I read like someone who has ADD. <laughs> Yeah, the new shiny. Ooh, what's over there? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm also reading a book called um, Mushroom Essences, and I don't remember the author off the top of my head, but it is fascinating. Love it. Cool. So if you're mm -hmm. check that out. What was I gonna say? Um. So the book, the apocalyptic herbal. Is it a? Is it a novel? It's it, a novel. Yeah, it's a novel. I started reading her, I don't know, seven or so years ago. She did these stories by mail where you would subscribe and she would Ooh. send you like a different story once a month. And the way that she writes is just so like juicy and like, I, it's so beautiful. I just love the way she puts words together. Um, and she has a children's book. There's two of them. It's called The Wild Folk and The Wild Folk Rising. Um, my partner just read that those books to our kids, um, but he also loved them. And then she has another one that's a compilation of short stories called Our Lady of the Dark Country. Um, the Dark Country? Mm -hmm. And then Tatterdemalion. Uh, there's one more I can't, I don't have the name right on the top of my brain right now. How, but, do, you, how do you spell that one? Uh, Tatterdemalion? Yeah. A, I'm going to Google it because I... Oh, okay. Uh, T-A-T-T-E-R-D-E-M-A-L-I-O-N. T-A-T... T A T T E R D E M A L I O N. Mm-hmm. Awesome. It remind when you were discussing it, it reminded me of like Starhawk's fifth sacred thing a little bit. I'm sure she's inspired by, I mean, I, by I that. I definitely love that that book. Um, sort of herbalism post-apocalyptic adjacent. Um you know, it's little science fiction, little fantasy, little, mm -hmm. you know, um, it's, uh, earth magic. It's really science fiction-y, but like one of the characters is like this reincarnated, they came back as a woman, 
Um, and it's like this beast on wheels that has like this chamber that this little boy goes inside of. And like the way that she describes like the way that the beast was made, it was like the owls filled their beaks with the blood of their preys and poured it in and her heart is an iris bulb. And it's just, it's so juicy. It's just so good. We did it juicy. There we go. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think that was that was. We could just do this whole podcast episode on cool books. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, there's always like another time. Where, yeah, where we're just. This time I'll bring a stack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll just we'll just we'll just go through them. Um, I think, I think like, I mean, I, you know, I ask about books. I think, I think every, a lot of us, um, I'm just gonna speak for everybody on the internet here. <laughs> um, but I, but I think, um, I mean, I love books and I, and I think that like when we first wanna know about something, even like we could Google it now, sure. But I think like a lot of us just think we're Googling a book <laughs> and then we're yeah. gonna get a book and we're gonna read it. So I think like um, it's like our first introduction to things, you know, and I, you know, where we we're like, oh, and I want to learn about it. So, we, you know, so I think they're really important. Um, I always wonder about the longevity of the internet too. Like, is it gonna always be there? Like books are, you'll always have them um, and that information is there for you. But, you know, if the internet goes down or I don't know, it just feels like yeah. feel sustainable to me, the internet. So. I mean, even if paper, you know, can biodegrade and and get wet and mildewed and all of a sudden damaged and, and over time, you know, but it still feels more lasting and, and more permanent and, and you know you can you can um, you can hold a book mm -hmm. and and I you know I definitely kind of get nauseous from like reading long time on the internet looking at the screen. Oh yeah. Um, so there's just I think there's I'm really glad I was really worried that like as we sort of rolled along with all this digital stuff that like we would we would lose the books, but I think that like the wood stove. Like, I feel like there's certain technologies from like the past that maybe at some point, like everybody heated their house with wood, right? But that's now, the only way we heat our house still. Right, <laughs> Sorry. right, right. I mean, there are less of us that do that, but like mm -hmm. it's still around. It's still a really good technology. Mm -hmm. I brought that forward and we've kept it. I mean, I definitely want like a wood stove when we get a house if, if we can get one. and you know, um, have that as one of our heat sources. And um, because we, um, we both really, really love that. I grew up, I grew up with a wood stove. Um, but, um, and I love it when I go outside and, you know, I'm like right, you know, right off of Charlotte Street. So I'm like pretty much like, you know, 10 minute walk from downtown right now. And you can go outside and in a cold day, you can smell the wood smoke. Mm -hmm. so, like there are so many people that still have that um and it just makes winter winter but i think books are similar like 
there's so much value. Everyone sees so much value in the books that I think they're gonna they're gonna hold on for longer, and I hope they don't disappear. And and if you take good care of them, they last forever. I have one of my grandma's books from the 70s. It's called Where There Is No Doctor. Um, and it was a book that she was given when she was in the Peace Corps, and it it's a, that's a really cool book. Another wow. fave. Um, the drawings in it are really weird. <laughs> they're kind of crude. I don't know, like the way right. they draw the babies, it's like they're kind of scary, but the information is really good. And I think that's, you know, she had that since the 70s and I still have it and I still look at it and it, hopefully I can give it to my kids one day. Um, so if you take good care of them, then they last but for a super long time. They do. They do. I mean, I mean, I take care of really good care of my books. Um, I, this one and Susan Weeds healing wise, I, I have had to replace. Um, and I just, I, I think just, I use them so much, but even, even though the spine is come, like I keep, you could literally rebind this. Mm -hmm. so like it's not, it's not dead. It's not lost. It's just the, the binding is coming. Um, well, so accessible. I mean, to get yeah. that probably was under a new one was probably under twenty dollars. Oh, it, it is. It's it's yeah. It it is. So I got. I, yeah, I just got a new. It would one. probably cost more to rebind that book than it would be to replace it. Probably. I mean, you could go to like a print print shop and they could chop off. They could chop off this and then put like a like a spiral bound onto it. I just know that because my my parents are. are printers so um you know or um but um you know and i was i was thinking that i would just like um i i i, ha I have this wonderful <laughs> project that like at some point I'd, i don't know if i had like lots and lots of time is to collect all the information and like put it in one book like i'd have you know everything like you know, Rosemary Gladstar says about one herb, and and then I'd have everything that someone else says, just in one. It's like one book, putting all the books into one book. I don't know, um, but anyway, you could use it for uh, it's easy to copy when the spine is broken, <laughs> but um, there are uses, uh, duct tape. They, yes, which of the meta, which of the most is duct tape. <laughs> exactly. Um, chat's having a book a book conversation. Um, let's see. I prefer books too. I want a lot, so I'm prepared when the internet goes down. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I kind of have that mindset of like when the zombies come, which like right. I don't, you know, but right. the zombies is kind of just when if the grid. If the Stops being electrified. <laughs> if the shit hits the food. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, um, I I think, yeah, I think it's good. It's good, you know. Um, I um, I used to print out my emails. <laughs> <laughs> like, like when I was in college, they have really good info. <laughs> Like I, um, when I was in college, I had this huge book of emails. I went to college 
in like 97 everyone so you know like this is baby internet time and i just like wanted to save all my like correspondence and was it one of those printers that had like the two ribs no, the no i didn't have that <laughs> <laughs> the dot matrix it make that sound like the thing would go no i i did have inkjet but um yeah <laughs> not, not that that not that quite but i i definitely remember those <laughs> uh duct tape will solve all the world's problems even 2020 yes greed um let's see that's what we say when the zombies come at last we'll have books and duct tape <laughs> <laughs> yep yep um, and then I think, yeah, um, and then I think, yeah, yeah, this is a, Roman says, sounds like a planet in the scraps nebula system. Could be. I don't know the root of the word. <laughs> I don't know. Ro Roman is a... <clears throat> Romans from space, so. The picture of them looks spacey. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Visiting currently from, from her spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, we definitely, let's see. So, all right. So lots of books for everyone to check out. Um, and maybe we will do like a deep book dive. So that sounds really fun. Um, one time, uh, Bobby says, Smoky Fantastic says, I'm from phase two. So lots of, lots of visitors today. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Smokey's my neighbor. Nice. <laughs> um, you know, we are intergalactic here. So, um, pretty sure my daughter is not from this planet. She came from some star somewhere. Maybe, I think I came from the ocean or <laughs> some body of water, not not of the earth either. No. <laughs> I, I I think I'm definitely from here. <laughs> um so let's see. Um Oh, so, um, all right, two more questions, um, because we want to talk about your, your, your business, your, your products. I definitely want to mention those. Um, so what would you like, like the practice of herbalism to look like in 10 years or where, where would you like this thing called herbalism to to go or what what would you like it to do its function in the future to be um, well so my answer is not good for my business but oh that's okay i would really like to see people take their healing into their own hands more and learn how to make medicine and learn how to be in connection with the plants that 
um, are helpful for your body. Um, Cause you know, everyone has their thing, like the thing in their body that needs healing or um, yeah, like their thing. So if you get to know the plants that help whatever your thing is, um, then you can kind of, you can take your healing into your own hands. Um, I'd like to see it be more, um, I don't know, just more accessible people yeah. to be able to learn about it. Um, you know, someone who makes products that probably would mean people would buy less of my products, but I don't know if I'll be in the herbal product business forever. Um, my, in 10 years, I would like to be working one-on-one -on -one with people um, doing more consultation work, um, which I've done some of, but it's just really hard to create that space with kids right now to like sit and um, hold that space. So making products, but yeah, I think I'd just like to see it be more accessible. I'd like to see people um, learning about it. I'd like to see it not be such this like, you know, I mean, we live in Asheville, so it's pretty woo here, but people who um, who don't really know about plant medicine are kind of freaked out by it and, you know, don't really understand it. And um, Western medicine, while it has its place, like diagnostically, it's pretty awesome. And they have those machines and all that stuff. There's a lot of life-saving measures that come from Western medicine, but they don't treat illness very well because the pills always have side effects that cause you to need other pills. And, you know, it's like this cycle where, and plants can't fix everything. Like there is a place for the pills sometimes. Definitely. Um, I just like to see people rely less on the pills and the for-profit medicine and rely more on their own knowing. Yes. And I, and I, you know, on people, I've had discussions with people before about this fact that like, you know, if more people make medicine, like maybe I wouldn't be able to, to sell as much or, or, but the thing is that like, not everyone wants to make mm -hmm. like, not everyone's like, Oh, I'm not, I tinctures are too hard. I'm not going to make those. So I'm going to, I'd rather buy it or like blending. I mean, blending is an art form. Not everyone is good at blending. Right. So I, th I think that there will be, even if a lot of us, you know, more of us learn about and do more on our own. And I, and I agree, I'd love to see that as well. Um, and one of the reasons like I'm doing these interviews is to try to, ha you know, make herbalism and, and just the idea of being an herbalist and using herbs more accessible for people like, Hey, this, these people do herbs and this is what it is. So, you know, like it's mm -hmm. not, it's, it's, um, uh, you know, like, um yeah it's not scary it's not for yeah. it's, it's actually uh, pretty easy <laughs> yeah it's yeah just, you know it's it's what we were um so it's it's yeah it's 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 really it's really easy i mean you 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 can make a tincture with the weight to volume method which involves math but you can also make a tincture let's just like put some herbs in a jar and some alcohol mm -hmm. like you know, I mean, maybe it won't extract at 100% the maximum potency ratio that it needs to, but it will extract and it'll make good medicine. So, time. I mean, you just have to give it time to do its yeah. thing. Yeah, you just, so, um, 
you know, I mean, you can always go more advanced with your medicine making, but you know, it's basically like really simple, really accessible. If you have a mason jar, you know, <laughs> you have a few, a few other things. Um, uh, also, I think that like, um, as far as like, you know, having an herbal product business, I think the people that want and need your medicine will find your medicine. I think that there's, you know, it energetically, we connect to the things that we feel we resonate with. So, yeah. Yeah. There's I, enough for everybody. <laughs> I, I think, I think so. Um, I mean, I, I, I mean, my, I make products myself and my shop is currently uh, close on Etsy for I I don't know when I'm going to be able to open it so I um have you know um we you know I've uh, I know what you're we have sort of experienced similar similar things and everything else so um um someone asked a cool oh yes K asked, do you sell your products? Yes, yes, we were getting to that. <laughs> um, um, so yes, um, gosh, it's, I just, I apologize. I keep losing my train of thought. There was a couple of questions that- Did I miss some? Yeah, I don't, I mean, we don't have to go one was what is the definition of health and healing? Um, oh, oh, the, yeah. Um, the hardest you know, thing about being an herbalist was another one. If there's any of those that you you would like to 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 answer, um, we can. Um, you know, we but we don't have to. Like, I have questions. Like, okay. Um, so what happens is I write all the questions and then I I send them to the person I'm interviewing and then. But we often you know, don't get to all of them. They're sort of like a blueprint. But if, yeah, if there's any you want to answer um, before we, you know, just talk about your, your business a little bit. Uh, oh, yeah, that would be great. What is the definition of health and healing? Yeah. Um, this is a conversation that um, I have pretty often <laughs> with different people. And it seems to me as someone who helps people who are in the process of healing, that the thing that prevents healing is getting stuck in that loop. It's like this, you come up with this idea and that's your story. And so you always have to get back to that. And, and I think it's like a realization that like the loop is actually like this globular, it's not a circle, you know, like it's not this linear thing and it's being honest with yourself about stuff. And I think that's where people get stuck is that they, they make up a story or they believe a story and then that's the story that they're sticking to and they're not willing to like explore outside of that. Not willing to tell themselves a different story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mental health and physical health and all health. Um, I think they're intertwined. So yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would, I would agree. Um, that's definitely been my experience. Um, and um and it's also figuring out what what story you're telling yourself mm -hmm. because a lot of times we don't know you know we also don't know what we've believed 
from other people telling them, telling us about us. Mm -hmm. Someone's like, hey, you're like this. And you're like, okay, I'm like that. Mm -hmm. But it can, not, that's not true. Well, it, and you could be like that one second and you could change and be exactly. like something else another second. And it's just like riding that wave and flowing with it instead of staying rigid and whatever the storyline is. So that's not only telling yourself a different story, but being also then willing to sort of like acknowledge that that story that you're, you're, you may tell yourself, you, you need to might need to change the story. So mm -hmm. you know, just keep changing that story. And I, you know, I started a full-time job and, and that's a big deal for me because, um, you know, I've been, I have chronic illness. And so I've been like not working full-time for over 10 years. Um, and I've, I've been having like these, <laughs> It's been it's been a it's been a crazy couple months since I started because I've just been having these like crazy like whole body like freakouts. I mean, it's just sort of like um, we're like you know like that. I realize that like maybe you know, what I'm telling myself that I can't do this or it's too much. Maybe that's not true. You know, maybe I can do this. Maybe I'm ready. You know, maybe, you know, um, I don't know, but, um, it's a lot. And uh, so, but anyway, that's about story. Like maybe, maybe that's not true. Maybe well, I can. Where you're at. Maybe in that moment it is too much. And maybe the next moment it's just enough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's more fluid than what we think. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> um, you know, and all this stuff is like very, very much internal work. Um, so it, it definitely takes some, some learning to do. Um, mm -hmm. it, it took me a long time to like hear what I was telling myself and, and then be able to respond. Um, so yeah, we want easy answers and we want instant gratification, but the healing journey is, it's a rite of passage and it's not going to be easy. It's, yeah, journey. <laughs> yeah, it's just ongoing. Like, it's just like, mm -hmm. okay, I'm here, I'm done. No, it's like every day, Damn. you know, every day I'm going to do the work and I'm like, Ugh. and then I have to actually go to work and I'm like, Ugh. so, um, uh, cases need to get my cat out of a pickle yet again. So be right back. Okay, Kay. <laughs> um, Heather says part of medicine for yourself are the choices of food you put into your body. Yeah. Yeah, definitely seeing the big picture and working towards it. Yes. Yeah, so food, yes. Mind, body, food, environment, like so many things go into health that we are definitely not taught. <laughs> have to and it's hard finding good food is hard now like eating out is almost impossible to eat something that's actually nourishing and you know it's it's expensive and it's hard to pick the right food choices because most of the choices out there are not good <laughs> definitely i i agree um they're just 
yeah, it's like it's like they just put tasty candy bars in every direction. And I'm like, no. Well, and that's the balance too. It's like if you want the candy bar, I mean, sometimes you should definitely have the candy oh, bar. Definitely. Yeah. Balance. Right, right, right. You, know, you can't do like I don't know. I find with um dietary stuff, if people get too rigid and like this is the way that I'm eating and I'm calling it this thing, then they're setting themselves up for failure instead of, you know, doing really good 80% of the time and then also allowing yourself to have that slice of birthday cake if you go to the birthday or, you know. Yeah, exactly. Or like have one day where you're like gonna, gonna cheat or something. I'm french fries today. <laughs> I'm doing it. I actually might have to have french fries today now that I said them out loud. <laughs> I like tater tots, man. French fries are good. We get French fries from when we uh, order from Early Girl. We get like mm -hmm. two orders of French fries, and the guy was like, "You want ketchup? No. You want ketchup? No. I just want the tasty salty potatoes." Anyway, we're just like, mm. my um, my bestie just texted again, and she said, "It goes so much deeper than food, too, though. The people you let into your life, the things we take in through the media." And it either takes its toll or feeds us totally. Agreed. <laughs> totally. Yeah, we're consuming all the time. All, all the, all the time. Mm -hmm. All the time. It's, it's a whole environmental thing, and um, yeah, it's 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 challenging. It's challenging. Yeah. Um. So Roman says, I grew up with my mom being a house food, yet she religiously ate sponge, sponge toffee and pink popcorn. What the heck are those things? I, want I, don't, I don't know. Roman grew up in Canada. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, outer space. <laughs> it's closer to outer space. I don't think we have pink popcorn here. We're, we're at a loss. Is it like a sweetened, like... Um, like a glazed popcorn or like kettle corn, but with pink stuff on it. I don't know. She doesn't. Yes, outer space Canadian border. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um... Oh, Kaysa, she loves making her own fries once in a while. That's cool. I, Maya, I like fries. Um, but I like I love tater tots. Those are good. Those are I good. like latkes. That's like mm -hmm. latkes. I oh my latkes. gosh! Leftover mashed potatoes. They. I'm a. I love potatoes. I'm. Uh, well, I'm very you know, <laughs> Um. So um, when we used to go to, so I, <clears throat> um, very much. Uh, well, I grew up as uh, in a um, reformed Jewish household. So um, when we went to the temple, I loved it when like everybody brought the potato pancakes, the latkes, mm. and each family, they brought different ones. Like each family had like a different version of the potato pancakes. It was amazing like to see them all together. Um, so if anyone has not had a potato pancake, you, you need to find like your closest um, <clears throat> nice Jew. <laughs> closest Jew you can find um, who will make you some. Or, or, or Rob, you would be helping you. What? 
I'm 35% Jewish by blood, but I didn't grow up, you know, being practicing. We, I am a hundred percent, but we are, we are very, very not, you know, it's more cultural, but I mean, we did go to, to temple, but not, you know, none of, um, uh, but we're not, not very practicing. So, um, but, but yeah, yeah. But you eat latkes, so. <laughs> Definitely. Yes, yes. Uh, latkes and. Um, uh, Matzo balls. Matzo balls and noodle kugel and um, just, yes, all, all the foods. Um, uh, yeah, so I think my Eastern European is my, uh, so I think partly from, I know from Russia and then I think from Romania was the other half. So um, definitely a hundred percent, well, not a hundred percent, but I'm a lot of Eastern European <laughs> in there. Um, but um, so, but yes, they are the best, best things um, you can eat <clears throat> for if you want to um, <clears throat> have some potatoes on your, on your cheat day. Um, or any any day, but it yeah that was I wish I wish I had like been able to have a camera and taken a picture of like because it is really unique and each family had a different take on how to make it with potato pancakes so mm. that was that was cool that when was cool. COVID's over, I'm gonna have a latka party <laughs> yes oh my gosh um which is oh well we'll have a virtual latka party. <laughs> <laughs> this year um chat's going chat is good let's see uh yes mom's side so jewish ish hanukkah and christmas tree yeah um so british so my mom used to put leftovers in a pan and cook it up so it had crispy pieces Oh, is that what bubble and squeak is? is? Oh, I never knew that. Thank you, Kay. Hmm. Oh. I always thought bubble and squeak was like sausage and cabbage soup. <laughs> I have no idea what it is. So I'm, I was just like, oh, yeah, I totally know. Mm -mm, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. All right. Well, cool. Um, bubble and squeak is the sound I make when I eat that. That's what Roman says. Okay. <laughs> it does sound like a happy sound. Um, well, that was, that was fun. I don't get to talk about latkes too often. Um, latkes and Yiddish and, and Yiddish. on the roof. Right. There's not too many, um, even though we have two Jewish, uh, we have a temple and a, and a synagogue here in Asheville, we have a very small Jewish population. So, um, yeah, there's not, there's not too much. <laughs> not like in New York where they get off for Jewish holidays at school. So, um, which, which would have been neat, but we, we moved here when I was like nine. So, but then again, I get the beautiful like mountains and and 
and this beautiful area. So I guess it's an okay trade-off, um, you know. But uh, cases it bubbles and squeaks when you fry it in in butter, leftover potatoes, veggies, meat, etc. Okay, so it can be. Is it sort of like a leftover surprise? That's what I call the leftover. They put a bunch of leftovers together. That's cool. The casserole. <laughs> the casserole, right, right. Without maybe without the casserole part. <laughs> um all right, so you have a Beznaz. Um, and if anyone is in Asheville and wants to um is going to the West Asheville holiday market, you'll be selling in person. Not so, today. It's Tuesday. Today. We're doing yeah. it today, starting next week for the next three weeks. All right, cool. So if anyone's in town, um, and your business is called Buck Naked Plant Medicine. Um, so would you just like to tell us a little bit about it? Um, you do have an, do you have an Etsy? No, I have a website. I put your website up. So your website is on in the description. So if anyone wants to check, check it out. And then of course you have the Instagram as well. So um, yeah, um, I guess starting, um, how did it start? A little bit about like, what kind of medicine you uh, products you make and stuff? Um, nope, I always have such a hard time promoting myself for my yeah. work. Oh, how do I talk about it? Um, I just have it's a small batch um, herbal medicine business. I do seasonal offerings. I do everything I make a small batch. Um, I have no desire to go big. Um, Everything, well, most everything is made with things that I grow in my garden. I have, you know, a couple of things that I buy, like frankincense, and um, I don't use essential oils in my products, although I'm not opposed to them and polluting them. I just don't personally use them. I like whole plant medicines. Um, and I make a wide variety of things. I mean, I make salves, I make syrups, I make tinctures, I make elixirs, I make um, tea blends and nutritive salts and oxymels and all kinds of stuff and it's all seasonal um oh, cool. I, okay yeah so, I, like a, so like um some things are you have in stocks and then some things you don't just change the yeah some stuff i try to keep in stock but some stuff it's like i make it once and then when it's gone it's gone um and i like it that way <laughs> um yeah. it's yeah um I promote myself through Instagram. Um, yeah, I, I've had different opportunities to grow my business, but I feel like at this point in my life, I just really want to stay small and stay mindful and be really um, thoughtful and high quality in what I make. Um, I started my business as a brand new young mama <laughs> making um, like baby powder and teething is, is that is that where the buck making came from or <laughs> i it's i think it actually like came to me in a dream like there was different names that had popped up and then that was like oh that's the name of my business um my my partner hans um 
gear we eat venison and so buck kind of that and then oh, also yeah, just, okay. you know the it's natural it's like there's no um it's buck naked <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh so yeah i started as a young mama making a few products that i would sell at little shops and at tailgate markets and it's sort of slowly grown um when i started it it was part of my business model was to keep med herbal medicine affordable and accessible to everyone. And so I still um, hold that value. So my stuff is priced affordably, which I think, you know, in that Instagram niche market, some people think that if you don't sell one ounce of tincture for $25, that it must not be good. Um, wow. But that's just not, I, I have a lot of guilt around, um, hijacking prices <laughs> um and that's part of my small batch thing and that's why i'm not i'm not keeping thing you know i'm not making huge batches of things because it's not really like a huge profit thing for me i mean i make enough money to like send my kids to school and buy groceries but i'm not i mean that's know, that's important or anything <laughs> yeah that's 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 important um mm -hmm. you know and then I remember when I was thinking of my business and I'm like, wow, in order to make actual money, I'm going to have to like upscale and do like just production of products. And I'm like, I really don't want to do that. I don't, you know, I, it takes the fun out of it. It takes the, so, um, and wholesale too. I don't do a whole oh, lot that was wholesale at small, couple of small places, but I'm kind of scaling back on that. I do make private label medicine for a company in New York, um, a few things, and I really enjoy working with them and doing that. Um, it's kind of like consistent, like I know I'm going to make this much every month and I like the things that I'm making. But other than that, I don't really have a desire to do wholesale because you're having to make lots of stuff and then you're getting half the money for it. And so that's kind of that production thing. And I try to be really mindful of um, natural resources and sourcing and um i'm just not really willing to like raid all of whatever plants yeah yeah well cool well um <laughs> i i everyone go go check out um yes yes i i think i think there's a lot of value in like seasonal small batch I, you know, um, and I, you know, I think it's some, you know, capitalism is, is weird and it, it's like, if things are inexpensive, they're not going to be value. And I, w I like, I would love for us to get out of that, you know, kind of mindset because it's just not true. There's, you know, um, uh, you have a thousand percent markup on something that you're making is just, it's kind of crazy. And then, and it also like, it's just totally like, blows out of the water the whole idea of accessible herbalism and mm -hmm. plant medicine it's just like it's just that's, yeah. that's it's not sort of what we're here for yeah <laughs> like we we want you to be able to have the tincture and mm -hmm. if it's like two hundred dollars you're not going to be able to have the tincture so, yeah well you know, and I, I want it to be sustainable like i have yeah. people that um like i have a friend who uses my hawthorne tincture um, and so I sell her big bottles of it for a price that is sustainable for her. And I'm not making as much money as if I'm selling it in one ounce bottles, but it's okay because it's helping her and it feels good to me. And I'm still, it's paying me enough to where I can continue to make it. 
Yeah. And and she and you're helping her, and that's really awesome. Yeah, to form connections. Yeah, it's about the people, mm -hmm. the people and the plants and the matchmaking. <laughs> the plant making. <laughs> All right. So everyone, go check out Buck Naked Plant Medicine. All right. Um, <laughs> yes. yes. Um, and um, we we're we're probably gonna wrap. We're probably gonna we're probably gonna wrap it up here because um, I uh, have to go to work today. And um, but um. And we have uh, somehow um, we have almost uh, gone two hours. So um, um, I'd like to thank everybody for joining us. Everyone in in chat live, um, thank you so much for your questions and your comments. Um, they're having a lively discussion about bubbles and squeak. Uh, <laughs> Um, and, um, it's, uh, uh, zombies, of course, still. So, um, if um, I go back and watch this, can I read all the comments? Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, it'll be up, uh, either very late tonight or tomorrow on the YouTube. Um, and it'll probably it's uh, i think it's up now instantly on instagram but i don't know if you can see all i'm not instagram facebook um but the stories from the earth facebook group but i don't know if you can see all the comments anyway so that's so definitely by tomorrow um when you it on instagram will you send me the link so i can share it yes yes i mean, I'm, I mean youtube sorry yes yes <laughs> um uh yes i will i will send you send you the link um and yes <laughs> quick to lead it all lol too late too late roman too late <laughs> it's live warts and all you know uh, um <laughs> all all the all the brain um the brain farts and everything else so um but it's all right you know um it's honest. <laughs> it, yes, yes. I get nervous, and then and then everything goes goes away. But it's all right. It's all good. Um, so, um, all right. So, um, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, and and um, uh, yeah, maybe we'll we'll have you uh, on again. For that that book discussion and definitely um when we can all meet in person we'll 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 check out your awesome garden and um you know and and get to maybe maybe like talk about you know get to see some of your products and talk about your your process a little more uh in depth so um that i think that'd be cool all right so don't don't really go anywhere but okay. we're gonna say goodbye to from the stream Bye. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm here. laughs> um all right cool, cool cool all right guys well i'm gonna thank you again for joining me um and um we'll be back uh on the 15th at 12 p.m. Eastern for another interview and oh my gosh I can't remember who we're having but <laughs> um
we have three interviews. So if you're interested in uh, stories from the earth, there's a link to the Facebook group below in the description. Um, if you want to come on and chat about herbs, you don't have to be an official herbalist. You can be an herb enthusiast or you can be an herbalist. You can uh, just, just join the Facebook group, contact me. Um, it's very, we're very kind of chill, loosey goosey. Um, I'm pretty nervous today. I don't know if you can tell. Woo! All right. Anyway, so um, I hope everyone has a good day, and I will see everybody later. Um, so, bye. Oh, and I have a Patreon if you want to send me money. Um, and um, my Etsy shop is closed. I don't know when I'm opening it, but um, I do also have an Etsy shop. shop so all that is in the description. Um, and um, yes, I'm, I, if, if, if I get money through Patreon, it does go to supporting this project. And I would love to, you know, take it out into real life and do more of documentary style, do more things, do more traveling, and that does cost money. So, um, but anyway, um, okay.